and welcome to Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tanner, Green Ringja, Green Ring, and my co-host, Joshua, Josh Lee Puff, Fjellstad. I love Josh Lee Puff. Josh, if my intro this week is sounding curt, if it's sounding tired, if it's sounding brusque, it's because our lives are a nightmare. And our podcast is cursed. Every episode is a new journey. And what a journey you and I have been on the last few weeks. And that was a beer, an icy cold beer being cracked open because that is the state of the podcast now. (laughs) Uh, We're going to need several just to get through it. I suppose we should start at the end, huh? You and I recorded episode six of this podcast last week. Right. And then your bug catchers are out there, and they're looking at their Spotify podcasts, and they're looking at, and now the police are involved. <laughs> Great. They finally got me. <laughs> I'm hoarding slowpoke tails. They're looking at their po- their Spotify or their Apple podcasts or whatever, and they're saying, well, th- wait a second, Tanner. This is episode six that I'm listening to now. And yes, you're right, bug catchers, because in my infinite wisdom as a podcast titan, I neglected to plug in a cable into my podcast recorder last week. Like an amateur hour. And we talked for an hour and 20 minutes that that would have been cut down to an hour about this segment of Pokemon Red and Blue, and we didn't catch a single bit of my audio. Nope. So we're back to talk about it again. And I think we would be severely remiss to not also mention... The weeks preceding? (laughs) Prior... To that episode that is now lost forever, priceless content, I, or my red cartridge, deleted my game when I was pass the buck. 27 hours into it. Are you a boomer? You're just like refusing to take the blame on this? <laughs> I may or may not have dropped my Game Boy Advance SP. <laughs> That's old tech, Josh. It's it can't solid, hold up to that kind of abuse. It's a solid state drive. It shouldn't have... Shouldn't have deleted. And it had a new battery. Once I knew it was lost for good, I even made a new game just to see if it would save. And it did. We're cursed. It's all those haunters, the ghastlies that we slaughtered in Lavender Town or something. Those channelers in the Pokemon Tower. Yeah. But being the diligent Pokemon enthusiast and being the diligent podcast co-host that you are, you... There is no way after all this that suddenly I was going to give up. And I had a week of travel. I instead booted up my old 3DS that I still had. I got the virtual console Pokemon Red. And over the course of a week of travel where I was going to a friend's wedding, visiting another one in Denver. Which friend? Tell us which friend. My friend Michael. Actually, I was visiting my friends Nash, Nash in Denver and my friend Michael at his wedding in northern Idaho. Both of whom, we were the original trio where we spent many nights uh, growing up battling Pokemon. It's not a thing. It's not a thing to be a, an original Pokemon trio. That's like not a thing people say. <laughs> oh, well, who is your Pokemon trio growing up? Well, my Poke, Poke Pals. Poke Pals is fine. My yeah. HM friends. My real life HM friends. I heard a speech at your wedding that you literally had real-life HM friends. In fact, I think your friend Nash is the one who gave the speech at your wedding about how you manipulated all of your friends in high school to do your bidding. 
It was not high school. It was fourth grade. But that's <laughs> that's true. I had a fake company that I called Josh & Co. All of the executive governance in the company was roughly ranked based on how good at Pokemon they were. And so we, whenever we had battles, well, also, if, if they were really annoying, then I would, you know, boot them out of the C-suite. But most of the time, we would just have battles, and if people were so doing fickle, really well... you would never make it as a real exec. You can't just boot people out of the C-suite for annoying you. Well, isn't that sort of how it works at uh, Silphco? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you, did you send them to your friends to the Tixie branch of Silphco? <laughs> anyway... Nash is a nice dude, very handsome. You went to visit him, and you managed to get a lot of solid playtime in. I did it all in just 18 hours and 18 minutes. Every single gym that we've gotten to so far. Right. Rebuilt your team from scratch. It's the exact same team. The only differences that I could not resist, and I there was plenty of temptation. I did capture uh, multiple copies of the Oddish and the Machop, and the Abra, and I picked the ones with the best stats because you're always fucking harassing oh, yeah. me. And now I did it. This time I did it. But everything else, the movesets, the names, the composition is the same. The levels are That's probably cheating. not, but... You fucking, like, min-maxed your team. Hey, you kept calling me out on it. It was about time that I did it. <laughs> you brought it on yourself. Last week, when we met before the show the ill-fated show that we recorded. We met up at a bar in our equidistant between our two homes in Brooklyn, and we chatted about some stuff, and we traded some Pokemon. You you traded up a couple of Pokemon, Kadabra to Alakazam and Machoke to Machamp right. with the help of my Game Boy 3DS. And then you tried to convince me at that time <laughs> oh my God. to also put in some fucking man hours put in some fucking work, rebuild my save file from scratch. That's right. Get all my same Pokemon back, rebuild them to the same level, and catch up with my current play state <laughs> on my Game Boy Advance. And I told you to get the fuck out of town, Joshua. No way <laughs> right in way. hell am I doing that. I have a young son at home, Joshua. Uh-huh. No way in hell. I had to give it a try. Anyway, on the on the way home today, I did beat Lieutenant Surge. <laughs> Well, and I'm well on my way to recreating my file on the 3DS so that you and I can follow through with our promise to battle at the end of the this game. I really admire that. After all that, the uh, star the Starmies aligned. We lost that episode, which good. made you have an extra week, and then you had no other option yeah. but to rebuild your game. I was like, "What can I do? Watch my young son grow up." <laughs> play any number of other video games that I'm invested in playing and have purchased, like... Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Fire uh, Emblem. Dragon Quest Eleven, Fire Emblem. Uh, the Witcher 3 on the Switch. All games I've, I've purchased. <laughs> or I can replay Pokemon. The same a game. A game I've been playing. <laughs> and, uh, oh, you're surely getting a new experience as you're playing it. No. No, I'm trying to masterfully recreate the experience I've already had. I will say that this playthrough is a little different on the 3DS now, though, because my lineup, and I guess this is level check, right? Yeah, let's just go right into level check. And I have two level checks this week. My level check on 3DS, 
I have three Pokemon, and I've beaten three gyms. Well, even more aggressive. I have caught three Pokemon. You're just not even bothering. I have a level 28, I think. War Turtle. I feel like that is where you were when you fought Lieutenant Surge on the Game Boy, too. Yeah, but here's the thing. I have a level 28 <laughs> Gyarados. Oh, my Oberon. God. <laughs> and I have a level 25 Pikachu. <laughs> Pikachu? Who's just called Pikachu. Yeah, he's he's like my utility player just to get me through, like where water is, is not useful to me. Specifically, I raised him up to get me through Misty's gym. Right. But he's just kind of like, he's a utility player right now until I can recreate Mr. Squirt's original Game Boy Advance team. So wow. with that three-person team, I've managed to make it all the way through Gym 3. I'm impressed. And I have not caught a single other Pokemon. So I guess you'll... You're probably on track to beat my record because I captured Pokemon. In fact, I think I have more Pokemon than I, I did in the original game. I'm not even fucking bothering. I am eye on the prize. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into Safari Zone. No interest. <laughs> that gets me nothing. In this new game, I went into Safari Zone on my first try. Three Chanseys showed up. That's like blessed. Two in a row, then a fucking a Rhyhorn or some shit. And then... Chansey again, and I caught that third one. That's the universe apologizing to you for taking your Game Boy Advance game away from you. And if it is, it was all worth it. There's another advantage to playing on 3DS, which is the Pokemon Bank, which is not something we've discussed a lot. Ooh. There's an app on the 3DS that lets you trade Pokemon across games, including virtual console games. Oh, my God. So Jean-Baptiste or Queen Mary could feature in a future episode, you know? Oh, Maybe, that's Maybe, are great. you familiar with fantasy sports at, at all? Of course you're not. I, I get the gist. There's a thing called Keeper Leagues where you keep a player between seasons. Is that insane? That's insane, right? And it also doesn't fit my strategy for these games. Maybe we keep a Pokemon through to the next gen each game. That is kind of fun. That'd be wild. It like wouldn't listen to us for like the first half of the game because it's like level 60 and we're just like lowly level one trainers. Something there. There's something there. Let's let's follow that thread. Like really, if we wanted to then bring in some of the anime elements where you have like one Pokemon that is with you the whole time, like a Pikachu. Ooh, it has to be the same Pokemon through all the games. I mean, I think that's kind of cute. That Pokemon would be a fucking hoss by the end. It'd be like yeah. level 100, like maxed out stats. You would never be able to use it until like <laughs> the near the end of the game. Like the Elite Four. You could have one Pokemon that has fought the Elite Four in every game, which that's that's fun. That is fun. It also it, it excuses something that you and I are nervous about, which is I think we're just going to play these games on 3DS from now on. Yeah. And I'm sorry, bug catchers, but that is kind of where we're leaning. And, you know, when we release this episode, perhaps we'll have a poll. You have that kind of technology? You can do a poll? On Twitter. There's a Twitter. We have a Twitter? Yeah, Twitter, at EXP share pod. Okay. It's going to have content. It'll have content. We'll do, we'll do Pokemon memes. The Pokemon meme will be, it'll say, when you nut and she keeps sucking, and it'll have, like, a picture of... Um, or he. Yeah, or he. It'll have a picture of that f fucking pervert Pokemon that you <laughs> love so much. 
Oh, gloom. <laughs> not my gloom. Let's not do that. That's awful. We'll, uh, we're not going to do that content, but there will be other content. There's surely content on there. This is a family show where we happen to swear a lot. Maybe like a New York family. Yeah. <laughs> Coastal elite family where they don't care about swearing. Right. Anyway, what's your team? What's, what's your main team look like? We're still, we're still embedded, deeply embedded within the segment called Level Check. And I would love to hear what your new 3DS Pokemon team looks like. We have Elizabeth. You all remember her? Nido Queen. What I should say is that what the announcement would have been in the original episode as well is that I found out my loophole for surf by not having a water Pokemon. Somehow, uh, Nido Queen can learn surf. So my Nido Queen is what, what I'm surfing around on. <laughs> Why? She's a beach bum. I don't know. Doesn't really make sense. She's a ground type and poison. Uh, poison, but yeah. Ground is weak to water. I guess maybe you ride in her pouch. No, that's Kangaskhan. Yeah. Nido Queen doesn't have a pouch. Doesn't really track. I don't know how she's doing it. I guess seems she like a mistake. Likes to wash off all that dirt. Yeah. Anyway, she's level thirty-five. Fucking weak. Churchill, Raichu, as we all recall, level thirty-nine. Pathetic. Lord Gort. Alakazam. <laughs> uh, level 39. Pathetic. Weak. Keep in mind, I also just had to replay the entire thing. Oh, so they're not, whoa, not as high of a level Bug as trainers. they originally were. Josh had to replay his entire <laughs> game of Pokemon, a game he loves so much that he strong-armed me, his friend, into doing a podcast with him. <laughs> There was no 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 quid pro quo. That's going to be a very relevant joke in a month when we start releasing these episodes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Then we got to get through this level check. Okay. So then <laughs> then we have Queen Mary Jolteon level forty. Okay. Then Palmerston Charizard level forty one. Okay. Congratulations! You finally caught up with my lowest level Pokemon. And Bodica. Vileplume, you'll be pleased to know, is back. Although I also did send you pics of Gloom when it when she was at that stage again. Ugh, I hated it. <laughs> Vileplume is level 40. Weak showing, Joshua. Wow, I'm surprised you even beat Sabrina with those fucking weak mon. Well, she was no trouble. No trouble at all, which we'll talk about. After you reveal, like, whatever ungodly, overpowered situation I'm sure you're dealing with. Marguerite is the newcomer to the team, my sweet new baby. She's in her rookie season, and she's my tentacle, and she's level 16. Okay, Marguerite. Summer babe. <laughs> Just coming up in the world, you know? Yeah. Then we get into the big boys. Jean-Baptiste, my beautiful hulking Blastoise, level 41. Okay. Next. That's reasonable. A newcomer to the team, Francoise. Ooh. My Starmie. I don't love that. Who's level 47. And I will admit, yes, I did surf down to Seafoam Islands. Of course you did. And yes, I did catch Starmie. Just couldn't resist. Because I needed parity on my team, Josh. I needed some type differential. I need some type diversity. So Tentacle's a poison type. Blastoise is pure water. Starmie is water psychic. 
Right. So I needed I needed Francois on my team. Next, Pierre. You know Pierre. Pierre is a polyrath, level forty five. He's my fighting water. Okay. The icon. Oberon, my beautiful glistening dragon angel, Gyarados, is level forty four. He's called flying type, which I don't totally understand because he's got like six moves, which are all called like dragon's wrath <laughs> and like dragon's claw and like dragon's breath. But yeah, and all he's got is some little. He's got those little fins. There's no way he can be flapping around. He's always roped in with the dragons. I think doesn't Lance in the Elite Four have one? And he's a dragon trainer. It exists in Gen One, right? Dragon. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't he dragon type? He why is he called flying type? Is he like he's Pidgeotto? He's equivalent to Pidgeotto. And I think he remains a flying type in the later generations, which is even more outrageous. That's just stubbornness. That's game preposterous. Stubborn. Celeste, my beautiful. Oh, no. Sweet girl. And I think maybe my favorite Pokemon on my team. It's the one I was worried about. And it kills me to say that because obviously I'm a Polyrath stan. And I stand a king, and his name is Polyrath. But uh, there's also Celeste, who's a level 50 cloister. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ice slash water type. Going to be trouble. Going to be trouble. Here's the one problem with Celeste. Uh-oh. What is it? Looks like a Bajinga. <laughs> if you look at the sprite for Celeste, the more recent sprites, I should say, because in the Pokemon Gen 1, the sprite is sideways and it opens up horizontally and the little like face inside of cloister is like coming out of the the shell horizontally in later gens cloister is flipped up on its side and it opens up vertically and it looks like a big spiny bajinko complete with i don't know if i'm allowed to say this on a rated pg podcast but i'll whisper it okay glitterous Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, it's a little it's like that movie Teeth. It's like the movie Teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my star player now. A toothed bajingo. <laughs> you can't can't say it. We got to have a quota for the number of times you could say that in an episode or maybe the whole <laughs> podcast and you hit it. <laughs> okay. I got it out of my system and I and I have done my level check, so. And you do have a point to be fair. Yeah. So you are thoroughly outclassed now, Joshua, and I get that you had to rebuild your entire game, but I have a level 50 on my team and a level 47 and a level 45. And what were you at? Level 41 was your highest? Yeah. Woof, duh. Honestly, how did you beat Sabrina? It was actually pretty easy because she had a Venomoth for one thing, which made Palmerston super effective against Venomoth. Venomoth is poison? Poison and bug. Okay. But it learns Psybeam. I actually had a Venomoth in one of my replays of this generation. And Venomoth is, is kind of surprisingly good, I think. But Palmerston roasted that moth. Then we had Kadabra, Mr. Mime, Alakazam. None of it was that tough. I mean, I think I deployed Palmerston on almost all of them because he learns Slash. And that's good against psychic types? Well, it's a normal type, but it's got high. It can do critical hits. And they all have, like, no defense. So he was, like, a one-hit KO with all of them except, I think, Alakazam. But that was it. So this was Palmerston's flight. 
Flight of the Phoenix. I think I beat Sabrina out of like sheer force of will. I think we were just way over leveled for this gym. <laughs> yeah. Like we went in and it's like I was dealing with a water type Pokemon, a psychic type Pokemon, a fighting type Pokemon, which is terrible against psychic. Right. And then a flying type Pokemon and an ice type Pokemon. So I did not have much advantage over Sabrina, except for the fact that I just leveled my Pokemon to death. Yeah, her highest level is 43. So I know. Yeah. We just, we came in, we cleaned up. I think like Celeste and her Ice Beam slash Spike Cannon. Well, and Celeste has this beautiful moveset where she has Toxic plus Clamp, which I've talked about before on the podcast. But I feel like that is maybe my favorite one two hit combo in Pokemon. Because Celeste, my Cloyster, can hit a Pokemon with Toxic, which is a poison-type move which builds damage over time. Right. And then hit them with Clamp. So I I Toxic them. They're poisoned. They take a little bit of damage. Then I Clamp them, and they can't move or hit me. And then each turn, they take more and more damage. So they're just, like, completely subdued and exponentially dying from the poison that Celeste has injected into them. It's a beautiful move combo. That is a nightmare, which is also what I would say about the gym layout. I had to use a fucking escape rope to get out of there just because I could not figure out the system with those teleporters. It's harder than Sabrina herself. I had trouble with the gym, but in in sort of an opposite trajectory from you. What I wanted from the gym was a straightforward layout where I could hit every trainer in there to level my Pokemon. But they made it hard. There's like teleporters and there's nine rooms and Sabrina's kind of in the middle room and you need to... It's essentially guesswork on like where these teleporters are going. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. No. So I was trying to like work my way through these trainers to level my Pokemon, but like they did not make it easy for me. And it sounded like you had the opposite problem where your Pokemon were so weak and pathetic that like <laughs> fuck you. They were kind of getting decimated by these trainers and you needed I to I didn't like, have any trouble. You needed to figure there. out a way to flee. I had to flee the gym because I couldn't deal with the teleporters, not the the trainers were chump change. Right. Yeah. Let's take a jump back, Joshua, and talk about our long and grueling journey to get to Sabrina after this break. Joshua, before we begin recounting our journey to Sabrina, I want to introduce not one, but two new segments. Oh, yes. Okay, let's do it. And they're relevant to our journeys. At least mine is relevant to my journey this week. My new segment is called Tanner's Ew Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. <laughs> there are so many Pokemon, Josh, in these games that I hate looking at. Their sprites are gross. Mm-hmm. Their vibes are gross. I'm familiar with some that you've mentioned. I hate everything about them, and I hate thinking about them and looking at them and dealing with them in the game. And this week, the honors go to Machoke. Oh, come on, man. 
Machoke is already a disgusting Pokemon. He's like a BDSM fetishist. And maybe he's got like a steroid problem. It definitely does. You like those like slits on his arm, they're like stretch marks essentially. Or veins. Right? I don't know. From building up too many muscles. Anyway, gross. Machoke is gross. Or it's like he puts burns himself. <laughs> okay, now you're getting dark. Sexually. Joshua. Okay. <laughs> Yes, he sexually burns himself. <laughs> or he does it consensually with a lover. I don't well, know. Sure. I'm not here to yuck yums. No. We okay? don't do that on, on Experience Share. We're sex positive on Experience Share. Right. Are you a sex worker? No. Fine. No, not you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listener, bug trainer, are you a sex worker? Fine. That's fine with us. <laughs> we have no issue with that. Machoke is gross. We can both agree. I do agree. I I do think that Machamp is pretty good, but Machoke is is wretched. Joshua, Machoke is especially gross as deployed by the cue ball trainer. Oh, yeah. There is this bike route, cycling road. Cycling road that I was I think I was supposed to encounter last play session. Yes, I did. Last episode. I didn't see it and ended up having to like climb uphill because I'm an idiot. I was like, oh, bike road, cool. And then it was like, why do I have to like hold my cursor up the entire time and like struggle up this hill? This is a stupid bike hill. And I like was fighting trainers the whole time. And all these trainers are fetishists, which again, fine. We like that. But <laughs> there's this one trainer called Q-Ball and he's in leather daddy gear i feel like he's got like a mill tank head belt buckle you know like they didn't have yeah. mill tank yet but i but they knew about milk tank yeah he probably came from like whatever region mill tank was in he's like a pervert like westerner coming to like southeast asia to like find weird sex you know he's well, just like oh i hear except uh as long as it's sorry consensual. and we're not here to yuck yums yep yeah to find Interesting sex, we'll say. Yeah. And he's got a whip <laughs> for some reason. God, he yeah, that's He's like true. a biker bud, and he's like a leather daddy, and he's got a whip, and for some reason all his Pokemon are machokes and like right in the name there, huh? Yeah. It's it's not very subtle. It's it's like the jugglers with their like ball jokes. Gross. Really grossed me out, and I hated interacting with it. There's another new segment, Joshua, and maybe you want to introduce this one. I would love to. And let's keep it, Josh, if you can, let's keep it sex positive. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that you comment on that kind of thing much more than I do, so that won't be a problem for me. I don't comment on it. These games comment on it, Joshua. I'm the messenger. <laughs> well, they provoke the conversation, and you merely yeah. take part in it. Yeah. <laughs> But I am pleased to announce my new segment, Joshy's Sweeties. Ooh. Tell me more. Every week, I'm going to nominate a Pokemon that for various reasons, it could be that they're just very cute. It could be that they're fun. Maybe they're a little festive or cool they got me out of a jam maybe they have like a spiritual cuteness yeah 
or they just stuck in my mind for whatever reason, and I was into it. Tell me, who was Josh's cutie this week? My inaugural sweetie is Electabuzz. Electabuzz is an interesting choice. I don't, when I think of cuties and sweeties from Gen 1 Pokemon, Electabuzz is not someone who is top of mind for me. When he came out, came out at me when I was at, uh, in the power plant, which we'll discuss, I wasn't really expecting it because he's so rare. And it, well, I was just reminded of kind of one of my cats. He's got his cute little sweet tooth sticking out his fang he's got a little tooth sticking out he's yeah. got like what looks like little two tufts of hair on the top and like alien antenna he's got like a jaunty kind of confident stance and he's got a sweet tail i see it yeah i think last time we recorded this episode i had trouble understanding where you were coming from but i'm looking at images of electabuzz now and i see it i like it yeah i've had a week to hone my argument well, and especially, like, he's often put side-by-side side with Magmar. Yeah, because that's Pokemon Blue's equivalent. Magmar is fucking disgusting. Yeah, Magmar is gross. Magmar is gross as hell, but Electabuzz is a cutie compared to Magmar. Electabuzz has a Abra kind of wang to him. Yeah, he does. If If you took these black stripes and black sort of, like, streaks off of him, he would look sort of like... Abra. The big brother to Abra. I see that. Like a chonky Abra. Yeah, I see that. Thick. Thick Abra. Thick Ab- Abra. Two Cs. And we're not here to yuck yums. If you're into thick Abra, that's fine. Well, I am. He's my first sweetie. And what a sweetie he is. You mentioned that you caught him in the power plant. That's right. Should we talk about the power plant? Yeah, let's talk about the power plant. The thing that has astounded me even when I was a dumb idiot child mm-hmm. is where is everyone in Kanto getting their power from that their one, seemingly one power plant is full of debris. It's full of just garbage. There's no one there. There's one guy standing outside. There's no road. You had to, you had to f- surf, surf, surf to over there. there and it's out in the middle of the mountains I think that they have let it go to seed because they could. Okay, so did they all switch to clean energy? No. They realized that they had a unlimited source of electric energy at the heart of the power plant, and they didn't need the trappings of human existence or human interference to keep the power plant running because right in the core of the power plant was Zapdos. Okay. The legendary bird Pokemon who's made out of electricity. So you think that they built the power plant around Zapdos? No. And they somehow capture his... Wrong. Okay. You're totally miscategorizing my argument. (laughs) I think that they built a power plant that sustained itself and operated as a power plant for several years. Human-controlled, machinery-operated power plant, right? Okay, yeah. That electricity generated by the power plant attracted Zapdos. Zapdos took roost within the power plant, blew out the breakers because Zapdos is creating its own electricity and energy. And then they're like, well, shit, like we don't need to be here. Zapdos is doing all the hard work for us. Let's just leave. Let Zapdos have this roost 
and let's harvest its energy to power all of Kanto. Is that animal abuse or is Zapdos into it? Sure. Sure. That's animal abuse. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But Joshua, guess we're Pokemon playing world, Pokemon here. Kind of into that. There's <laughs> yeah. no PETA. That's actually one of the softer forms of animal abuse in the Pokemon games. That's fair. I don't have a good counter. I didn't see any solar panels or wind turbines out there. I can't think of another power plant. So I guess that's really our only option. Did you catch Zapdos? I did. That was a challenge. I think I threw 15, if not 20, great balls at Zapdos. I had a good strategy. I mean, obviously, my Pokemon were most of them 10 levels or more below him, but I brought in Bodica first and managed to get, I got lucky he didn't use Drill Pack, he used Thundershock. So I put him to sleep, swapped out Bodica, brought in Elizabeth, whose electric moves don't affect. Yeah. And then she just used Surf repeatedly, got a HP down. Then I brought in Churchill, because it's electric on electric, barely any damage. Sort of nickel and diming him down to a sliver of health. Yeah, got him down to a sliver, and then I just had to, like, ride it out. And he did knock out, I, I think, half the team. Yeah. But I got him. My team was 10 levels above him. Well, That's not true. no, he's, he's like level, level 50. 50. Right? Yeah, my team is mostly 10, 10 levels below him, too. But it's all water type on my team, so he was just... <laughs> he was just Wouldn't he be, like, one hit KO? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we did our best. I think I blew through most of my Pokemon just trying to get him down to, like quarter health but then i saved and this was my big strategy i saved pierre my polyrath for last okay and when he was down to about quarter health i brought pierre in and hypnotized yeah okay and put him to sleep and then it was just a matter of wanging ultra ball after ultra ball at him oh you had ultra balls because you bought them on cinnabar didn't you oh no great balls great balls okay i have been to cinnabar i'll admit by the time I was at Zapdos, I had not been to Cinnabar yet. So, great balls. Okay. But I think I probably threw 30 great balls at him before I finally caught him. The great balls were not designed for a Pokemon like that. I mean, most of them just didn't even hit him. They just missed. Yeah, which is fucking bullshit. Outclassed by the great ball. Thanks, Silphco. Another great product. But now, I have a beautiful HM friend who I taught fly <laughs> to fly me around Kanto. And that's his only use on my all-water Pokemon team. In fact, Josh, I'll admit this now. I have two HM friends whose entire purpose is to fly me around Kanto. One is called Zapdos, and one is called Articuno. Oh, okay. Yeah, of, of course you caught Articuno as well. And I caught Articuno in the Seafoam Caves. So I've got two glistening legendary birds whose sole purpose is to do my bidding and fly me around Kanto and have no place on my team. <laughs> you have like the Bugattis of flying types. Yeah. Everyone hates it. Can you imagine that? Can, imagine you're a trainer, a Pokemon trainer in the Kanto region, and you are like walking up the Indigo Plateau to the Elite Four, and then all of a sudden you see not one but two legendary birds, and probably, frankly, soon to be three legendary birds. I'll probably ca catch Moltres too. And I'll just have all three of them fly me. Like a sled of legendary, priceless, precious birds. Yeah. Okay. 
And you're if you were that trainer walking up to the Indigo Plateau, you'd be like, oh fuck, never mind. I am not ready for what faces me. Which in general has always fascinated me with these 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 three in particular because they're just stationary of the legendary Pokemon. You know, Articuno, there's a fair amount of work with those boulders that you have to push in order to get him. But in general, it's like, really? Nobody nobody had the time or the persistence to capture these these legendary birds before some fucking 12-year-old? Bad Josh seems I'm pretty on par with where I am in this game. It seems like he could have maybe caught Zapdos or Articuno at this point. Yeah. Bad Josh being my rival. Right. Not you. Yeah, I'm familiar because we've established that I'm definitely good and or cool, Josh. Yeah, you wish. Anyway, we did Power Plant. We swung through Saffron City and went to Silphco, which is Team Rocket's sort of headquarters, right? Yeah, it is now. Well, it was. It is now. They took over the building. Yeah. Well, it was right, it was, but then we cleaned house. I was immediately taken back to when I originally played. I forgot the music is great, which is fortunate because there are 11 floors to that thing. The tallest building in Kanto. Yeah, and then there are these dudes called Rocket Brothers. Oh, yeah, the four Rocket Brothers. The four Rocket Brothers who are, I don't know if their last name is Rocket, and I don't know if that's a coincidence that they're on Team Rocket or what. There was some contest Team Rocket issued. They're like, oh, if you change your name to Rocket, then you get uh, yeah. you know free Pokemon, free get to do crime. It's like golden palace casino like get this tattooed on your forehead and you can do all the crimes you want exactly and based on the amount of talent that they had in the battles in which they all got scorched it seems like their only chance that they ever could have gotten into team rocket was by changing their name in a contest because they had no talent at all but it was a grind to get through Silphco. It like oh, yeah. the Rocket Brothers and no one trainer, no one Rocket trainer within Silphco were that much of a challenge, but it was a slog. Yeah. It's 11 floors. They have all their tricks are deployed. Teleporters. The teleporters, the you need the card key to get around everywhere. The one right. like nurse or whatever, the woman who can heal you is on, like, I can't even remember, the third or the eighth floor. She's behind a locked area. She's not easy to get to, yeah. No. The place is full of normal Silphco employees who are terrified to be trapped in this building with Team Rocket. But doing nothing. And doing nothing. They need to wait for a child to come. Right. <laughs> to save them. Yeah, even though that one guy has a good Lapras. He's not using the fucking Lapras. Oh, yeah. He does give us a Lapras. He just gives it away. Everybody in Silphco is giving everything away. The workers also kind of tease the Tixi branch. They have people who are talking about various Pokemon products. I think the implication, despite what we were previously saying, that their one product is the Silphscope. A scientist talks about Pokeball technology. Obviously, they made the Master Ball, we find out. They make the Pokeballs, yeah. So it seems that they just make a variety of lackluster to occasionally good products. You're saying the Master Ball is 
lackluster. It's the one good one. We'll see if you feel that way when we get to Mewtwo, Josh. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I revise my statement. If you cross them or if you don't keep up with your like output quota or something, they apparently send you to something called the Tixie Branch, which I'll spare you the Googling because we did it last time we recorded this episode, is a real place in Siberia. Yeah. In Russia. There's a tiny little village in Siberia called Tixi. And I guess that's what Pokemon is invoking here? It's like a gulag. Yeah, if Silphco is not, if John Silph or whatever is not impressed with your performance that quarter, they might just ship you out to a labor camp in the middle of Russia. That, what is Kanto and where are we and why is that allowed? Game Freak is tangled up in this complex timeline that they've created parallel universe of like south america's around russia's around but not every country not every continent is or at least that we know of so far right but they've chosen very specific areas and it's like what's the end game here what's going on in tixie what's the world you're creating and what are we supposed to believe about the world you're creating is it our world is it the distant future is it the distant past yeah so many questions yeah, Silphco gave us more questions than answers. But we beat it, and we beat Giovanni. We smashed his full face into the carpet, and he couldn't help but look up at us and go, oh, I'm sorry, sir, here's a master ball for you. Yeah, although I didn't really love that he was like, well, I'm extremely rich, and I can give you anything you want. Master ball is great, but... I'll take a master ball, but like... What about... If you can give me literally anything I want, you know what I'll have? Mewtwo. Yeah, just cut to the chase. That's what I'm going to use the Master Ball on anyway. Right. Maybe give me some property. I don't know. That appreciates in value. Yeah. I can capture Mewtwo. I don't need the Master Ball. I like it, Right. but I could do better. Thanks a lot, Silphco. Thanks a lot, Giovanni. I'll see you again in a few fucking episodes, dick. And the other thing that I thought was weird, especially because we're talking about this Russian connection, why... Was our rival? Why was Bad Josh? Why was Greg? Why was Greg in there? And he's near the boss's room. It's as though he has just come out of the boss's room. Is he colluding? When you find him, he's just like, well, just leaving. And it's like, what do you mean, just leaving? Like you're hanging out with Giovanni? It's not the first time we've encountered the rival, like near Giovanni, too. That's right. In fact, the first time you encounter him is in that very first city. Viridian. Which is where Giovanni is, we will one day discover. What is going on between these two? I don't know, and I don't like it. I don't like it either. Maybe we didn't kill Radicate. Maybe Giovanni is tied up in this somehow, you know? Or our murder of his precious Radicate is what drove him into the arms of a criminal syndicate. Yeah. It's like going on the deep web to like hire an assassin to kill somebody. Despite his criminal intent, he, once again, I didn't really have any trouble with him. Bad Josh, as I anticipate, cool Josh or good Josh will be, was a scrub. Yeah. Joshua, moving on. Silphco destroyed. Giovanni embarrassed. Master Ball in hand. We go to... After Silphco, everybody comes back to town. The Rockets aren't roaming the streets anymore. Right. There's that copycat, the girl who loves Clefairies or something. I didn't talk to any of these fucking peasants. It was a waste of time, let me tell you. Yeah. Although, did you go to Mr. Psychic? 
He's good. No, I don't think I did. He just gives you the TM for psychic. Oh, I could use that. Then you make up your you, you make your way up to the gyms. And for some dang ding dang reason, there's two of the ding dang things in this city. That was surprising. And which ding dang gym am I supposed to go into? The larger, slightly larger gym that says gym twice. Yeah. So you make your way into one and it's apparently a fighting gym. Fighting dojo. Fighting type gym. It's called the fighting dojo. And you battle your way through a bunch of trainers, and then you battle the dude whose name I've forgotten. Oh, it's the karate master. Instead of a badge, he gives you the option of choosing one of two Pokemon. One is called Hitmonchan, and one is called Hitmonlee. Yeah. I chose Hitmonlee. When I was a kid, I loved Hitmonlee. I thought he was so cool. He's like a bean with legs. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a great description. That's correct, yeah. And there's nothing that, like, 13-year-old Tanner didn't love about Bean with legs and eyes. So it's like, of course I'm going to choose the Bean with legs and eyes. And that's what I chose. Hitmonlee, I'm hoping, I'm praying you chose the opposite. I did because, actually, as a kid, I always admired Hitmonchan. You like his little skirt? Hitmonchan's got some Looks like a cheerleader. Pizzazz. <laughs> like a cheerleader. Yeah. It's got, like, clogs, Dutch clogs, supposedly. Hitmonchan is the one, maybe the one, maybe there are others, but at the moment I'm going to say the one exception to my distaste for Pokemon that seem to grow clothes. Is there a possibility that there's only one Hitmonchan in existence? Uh, I'm not sure. And, like, someone just dressed it? This Karate Master is another one of these questionable... Someone just dressed this Pokemon in like a cheerleader outfit. He treats his Hitmonchan as his own little doll. Sort of like a, yeah. <laughs> and I rescued Hitmonchan. But you abandoned Hitmonlee, the bean with legs, to like continue to live his horrific life with Karate Master. Well, that's his fault for not having fire punch, ice punch, thunder punch, dope moves. He's got like dope moves. cool kicks though. He does kicks. He does kicks. Yeah. Although there is something nice about the sort of elemental nature of Hitmonchan's moveset. Yeah, it's they're elemental moves that are still physical, and that's great. Then, Joshua, we went to defeat Sabrina, which we have talked about at length, and we shan't be discussing again. No. Next week, Joshua, you for the first time, and I for the second time, will be venturing down through the Seafoam Islands to Cinnabar Island, which is a dormant volcano and home to a very small island containing but one Pokemon Center, but one Pokemon Mart, but one Pokemon Mansion, and but one Pokemon Gym with Blaine, the fire-type specialist gym leader. And we shall encounter him next week when we record our podcast together successfully It's all smooth sailing. Joshua, thank you for joining me this week. And thank you for joining me, Tanner. A couple of things before we go. Aside from the reminder that we had earlier in the episode in which you forgot that we have a Twitter, we have a Twitter and an Instagram, and they are at expsharepod. And we also 
have theme music now and this is the first episode that we've recorded where we can give a thank you to my friend and composer very talented composer matt schiltz who has made all of the audio for this podcast which well not all the audio what about us fucking recording our voices well real gem made all the music he's made all the stuff that didn't require us just yelling at each other and they will now be probably a more prominent feature now that we've got a whole kit, but that is where the theme in all of the other episodes is from, Matt Schiltz. So thank you very much to him. Thank you, Matt. What else? Rate, review, subscribe, follow. Yeah, you have to rate and review the show. It's the. It seems like the kind of thing you hear on every podcast you listen to, but it actually is super important, and we beg you to go to... Apple Podcasts, right now, give it five stars, give it a review, tell everyone that you love it, because it really does help us. Go on Spotify. Does Spotify even have like a rate and review system? No, but just go on there. Just give do it, it a anyway. Follow. Give it a follow. Give it a follow. Click on every episode. Find a way. It will help us a ton. Thank you for joining us this week, Bug Trainers. We will see you again next week when we take on Blaine, the Cinnabar Islands. Until then... I have been Tanner Green Ringja Green Ring. And I have been Josh Joshily Puff Fielstad. Rolls off the tongue. That's my favorite <laughs> now. Uh, I will smell you later. Smell you later. <laughs>